0: guys. How's AC my God. It's so hot. Today, it's
1: summer. It's summer. Summer. Not yeah. Summer. I think, wait, is it? When is the official date of summer? Is it today?
0: Is it? I thought it was. It already started.
1: I don't know. It's whatever. It's I, I, I always
0: try to remember it, like, and then I forget, you know? Like, I know. It's okay. Start,
1: I In feel like end. summer starts when when we start feeling that our our armpits are sweating, that means it's summer. <laughs> and we can wear our pek-pek shorts, you know. That's summer.
0: <laughs> and have our pek-pek hangout. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. Oh my god. So how's everyone? But before we of course we um introduce our very special guest, English Bukaming, because our spe- very special guest is not Filipino. But anyways, Teka, Muna. Hi everyone! Kumusta po sa buong Pilipinas na nanonood? Good evening po sa inyo. Ay, good morning, Pilipinas! Good evening, USA! And JKS. Good
0: morning
1: po sa lahat ng <laughs> ibang mga
0: time zone sa sulok ng mundong ito na kinalalagyan natin na hindi tayo masyado makalabas. Enjoy lang, okay? I know, <laughs>
1: okay. So I'm so excited um, with our special guest for tonight. Actually, that's, it's funny because he's not Filipino is Dominican. But he was born and raised in New York City. But guess what? My God. This kid can cook all the Filipino food you can think about. Ganun kagaling to. I know. <laughs> I feel like, I know. When we had a talk, like, ako, ko kayo. Like, we had a talk all like, right. sobra, talaga. he was talking about a lot of things about Filipino culture and how much he loved Filip- our culture. So, sobrang, we're so excited, you know, and um. My God Jikas pati yung favorite ko na ay hindi ko pala favorite yon basta mamaya niya igugood yung oh, isang okay. favorite ng lahat for sure tipong niluluto niya yon invite by invite only as well okay guys and but, ito, but, yes but hindi natin
0: yung mga early birds ha Don't yes wait.
1: our early okay. birds also oh hi Bert. is here Hello, Bert. oh Lally. hi Lally. how oh, Lally. are you Hello. hi oh jenny umali yes yes i love backpack shorts too yes hi, darwin jenny. galimas here okay so anyways oh by the way um yesterday just a quick um chit chat lang yesterday we went for um, first time that we did crabbing actually in New Jersey as in we were in a pontoon boat for like four six seven hours and that four hours or five hours I think and we catch a lot of crabs and guess what I think I'm gonna I have to ask our special guest like how can he cook our um crabs Filipino crabs but infuse with? whatever he's doing right now yung tipong napaka everyone loves that so i want to make sure that he you know he'll tackle us and teach us how to cook that crabs in so many different ways different menus okay, well, okay.
0: i'm going to ask him about yung crabs ko class yung crabs ko, eh, Makate.
1: oh my god <laughs> 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 so anyways okay so i will introduce our special guest for tonight okay Our our special guest for tonight is a world-renowned chef who's been featured on different cooking channels and TV networks like NBC, Fox, as well as ABS-CBN and GMA7 in the Philippines. He's the executive chef of a prominent Filipino restaurant in New York City. He also recently judged on Viceland Bong's Appetit. He's one of the founder and executive chef of 99th Floor. Guess what? What's 99th Floor? it's an elite invite-only dinner that serves his award-winning cannabis-infused cooking. In short, food na may marijuana. My, oh my God, yes. my juts. Okay, so FYI, guys, our guest for tonight is not Filipino, but he's truly Filipino. By heart, so let's find out why he fell in love with Pinoy food and why he incorporate Filipino dishes to his award-winning menus. Guys, please welcome Chef Miguel Trinidad. Trinidad!
2: Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome! welcome. Oh my God! Wait, so Miguel Chef, before you're drinking already, right? I mean, are you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you've been drinking?
3: Oh, oh no, just- I just started this. You know, I've I been working all day it. long, came home, and stayed up just for you guys. Oh, thank you
1: oh, so thank much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, do you have any, um, uh, uh, I don't know, like a wine glass again? Oh, What, what, what are we drinking? Ooh, there you
3: go. Uh, I am drinking uh, Chocolina, which is a oh, Spanish is wine. It's light, oh. effervescent. Uh Great for summertime. It's just refreshing and delicious. Really?
1: How do you How do you spell it? Chocolina.
3: uh Chocolina. I will. Oh, chocoli. Sorry, chocolate. There's uh, oh. a bottle that you guys can see it. Oh.
1: Oh my God! Yeah. So, is that
3: expensive? It looks like um. it. It's about twenty dollars a bottle. You know.
1: Oh, that's oh okay. Right. It's not
3: yeah. mahal, but I can afford that. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's not about you know what we guys come on we will post it and definitely we'll try it right uh, yeah. so okay all right so before we ask you a lot of questions for sure a lot of your fans and your the viewers want to know more about you so we would like to welcome you first okay so come on sir raise your 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 chocolina your chocolate uh, chocolina. 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 Uh, chocolina. okay so okay to everyone in the Philippines who's watching in in the Philippines, uh, in the Philippines, and in the U.S., we would like to welcome Mr. Chef Miguel Trinidad. Trinidad. Welcome to welcome to Over a glass of two. two. Cheers! Ooh. Clean, Jeez. clean, clean. Yes. <laughs> oh my god!
3: Yeah.
1: Oh wow! Wait, is that that one chocolate is does it um taste like a fruity or no?
3: It's light. It has a lot of fruit. Um, nuances to it but oh, it's wow. not extremely sweet and okay. not too dry it's like up on drier side but refreshing great for this type of weather you know i okay. know jay is sitting in his apartment sweating his balls off like you said earlier i know he so, was saying that so <laughs> would be perfect for this right now
1: okay so yes. Cass, you better buy it you bet better... but i'm i doubt it if they have it in like a local no i don't think they have store. it in my brooklyn
3: deli no local
1: store <laughs> i know local... no
3: you, you know, it's not the- gonna be in the cerveza section, but you know, you can in still get it <laughs> at any at any wine store you'll be able to find some version of chocolate.
1: Oh my god. All right, we will definitely try that one. Okay, yeah. so oh our our first first question is my God, I know you're um from Dominican, right? But you were born and raised in the
3: Philippines. Oh, negative. I, I was I was born I'm from Dominican oh, Republic and I was born oh. and raised in New York City.
1: Oh, okay. But your family, actually, your family is originally from Dominican Republic. And wait, I heard that you were born inside a yellow cab taxi. (laughs) Is that true? I want to hear the Uh,
0: details of that story. How the heck did that happen?
3: Well, you know, I'll tell you the details. It's like my mother broke water, hopped in a cab because she was giving birth. Okay. The cab was speeding to the hospital and got pulled over by the police, right? When the police saw what was happening, they gave the cab an escort to the hospital, but I was out before we even got there. Now, oh I don't remember much about it. This is a story that my mother tells me. The only thing okay. I remember is, you know, a bright light um, coming out, okay? <laughs> of course <laughs> I it like- You're still inside your (laughs) mom's womb. Okay. (laughs) And maybe the cab driver going, not in my cab. Not in my cab.
1: (laughs) I know. So wait. Wait. So who gave birth to you? Like, is that... Oh, gave birth to you? Who pulled you you (laughs) from inside your mom's like, I don't know. How do you say
2: it? Who? Ho-ha you say yeah. a Who pulled you pookie? from your mom's pookie oh, yeah, yeah. okay.
1: pookie? <laughs> <laughs> I not <don't laughs> say that. Okay. Yeah, right. From your mom's spooky pookie. So who pulled you from your mom's spooky pokey? Uh, there was
3: nobody, you know, mom had a very strong abdomen, so she pushed hard and that was popped out, you know?
1: And that's it?
3: That's oh, it. Wow. Oh, wow. You know? I don't have the details of the cleanup process because you know. I, I know it's so it.
0: nasty, right? Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably messy,
3: and the, the taxi driver would have been like shaking his head
1: and everything. I know yeah. it's probably it, probably the taxi driver was just like, "Oh my God, who's gonna clean this up this time?" <laughs> oh, but I bet you, um, that taxi driver. Uh, wait, does your mom still knows that taxi driver or not anymore?
3: Well, not anymore. I don't not think anymore. Had in touch. You know, oh, she okay. had other <laughs> priorities. I know.
2: Right? <laughs> like the baby. Let me go. Like the baby. Yeah, it the baby. Like the baby. It's on. like, "Oh, <laughs> can I have your
3: number? I'm going to send
2: you
1: a tip." No. I know, right?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyways, okay, so all right. So you were born in New York City, right? And you're originally, I mean, your family's from Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so surprised. How and why did you start immersing to Filipino food? Cuz like in the beginning when I found out like oh my God, you're the chef of Jipney and now executive chef of Jipney. I was like, and then when I found out, I was like, wait, he's not Filipino? Like, I was like surprised. Like, most of us, we were like like shocked. Yes, how did (laughs) you end? Yeah. How did that happen?
3: Listen, it was just a being in the right place at the right time. I was the chef of a restaurant in Soho um, and I met my business partner and she had this dream and I'm like, I thought I was gonna Italian food, you know? This opportunity presented a uh, cuisine that was unknown to the US on a major level. And it was okay. something that I didn't know much about. So I said, you know, why not give it a shot? Do something that nobody else is doing and try to bridge the gap between cultures. And that's oh, wow. basically how it happened, you know? Um, in the beginning stages, it was a, a rough R&D, uh, project where you know I was learning as much as I could about the food. I ended up traveling to the Philippines and backpacking for three and a half months to really immerse myself in the food and the culture. Came back to the US and we started off as a pop up and it gained such notoriety in a very short amount of time that uh it was well received, you know, by Pinoys, by all types of cultures. And, you know, it, it just grew really quickly.
1: On you, right? So how do you love it? Like, I know that, oh, wait. How many times did you go back and forth in the Philippines before you've learned, you know, like the whole Filipino menus and food in different regions, I'm I'm assuming?
3: Well, I'll say that it's like many different cuisines. Like you're never going to learn all of it because there's so many provinces in the Philippines. There's so many different um, regions. And everybody, come on, 7,107 islands. Oh. you know, everybody's Lola makes the best <laughs> adobo and it's always slightly different, you know. Oh my god. So you're, you're right. never going to learn to everything, but I've been back and forth for about maybe six or seven times. I've spent oh, wow. you know, if you if you total the time that I spent there is probably about a year. Um, but In
1: the Philippines. You know, wow. I, okay. You know,
3: I was there for 3 months, I was there for 5 weeks, I went back for another 4, went back for 2. So, you know, it's it's Over extended period of times, over six years, you know, it's been a quite a long time that I've been there. And I've traveled from the most northern point in Pagutput all the way down to Tawi Tawi in Davao.
2: Wow.
3: Wow. So, you know, the food changes when you travel from region to region.
2: Yes. You
3: know, up in, in Luag, it's, you know, like vegetable heavy. Central Manila, it's meat centric. And then as you go further south, it's, you know, all seafood. Um, and if you go into Mindanao, it's a completely different cuisine because they don't even use pork and there's different spices from the influence that comes from, you know, the Indian culture and Singapore, you know. So it's, it's constantly evolving. It's like when you travel to different regions, you see the original food of the Igorots in some um, of the provinces, you know, and then there's, you know, a, an involvement of, um, flavor that has, Transpired through occupation, you know. There's Ooh, uh, there's wow. a lot of Asian, Malaysian, Japanese, Indian, uh, American, and Mexican influence in all of the culture, and a lot of Spanish food. So for me, when I started even exploring this food, simple dishes like a caldereta took me back to Dominican Republic, where we make our chivo sal. and I'm like, wow, this is different. The only the only nuance that I'm th- that I'm seeing here is. The addition of that liver sauce, which gives it that earthiness.
1: Yeah, yeah. The 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 Reno. what is that the? the do you igano. use the? the oh yeah, yeah, But do you use the? Uh, what's the, that? The liver spread the, the in can or?
0: Oh, oh, yeah.
2: Oh
1: oh oh my god! Yeah. So
0: that, funny. You, I've been doing so this
3: for ten years, so I understand. Yeah, you yeah. know
0: exactly. I, That's what I've been telling. It's that is so impressive because, like in the intro, I was saying, I think he's more Filipino than us because now now, hearing if you travel from the northern tip to the southern
1: tip i haven't even done that myself i know plus wait <laughs> i'm surprised time. what there's still time <laughs> no but surprisingly too that you know like the history of different food like i we don't even know we just love the kare-kare the pinakbet the you know mm-hmm. the different types of um, the pancit the lumpia but you pretty much know the history like you know like oh on this uh, province. They're the one who cooked this and that. Wow, I'm 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 impressed. Have you learned any Tagalog words?
3: Oh well, you know, you know there's a lot of Tagalog words. You know, the odi ba, right? <laughs> Tangina. You know, things. I don't know oh, if yeah. I can say that. <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, you can. Yeah. yeah, you know, bat and batla. It's like you learned all the words. That, you know, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, just wow. keep you in a you know a social setting and. You know you can be appropriate you know lolas and lolos because i learned a lot from the lolas i learned a lot from lolos you know okay so yeah there's a there's a lot that i know um uh, i understand more than i can speak it so okay it's very important you know when the lolas are like you know he's not good he's not filipino and oh you know <laughs> <laughs> but then they taste the food and they come back and they're like very good right oh yeah i know oh
2: yeah. my god
1: yeah wow.
3: so That's be so, careful so... don't talk shit about me because i know what you're, what you're saying
1: exactly right jacob we'll try yes yeah, so, wait so what about um i know you started um you, you've learned you've traveled in the philippines but what do you love about the filipino culture especially when you're literally in the philippines and everyone there are filipinos so like how can you describe to us like, you know, what do you think is Filipino culture? Are they like,
3: (laughs) Well, you know, in every culture we have that, huh? You know, in every culture, it doesn't matter if it's Filipino, Latino, American or whatnot. But what I love about the culture is that it reminded me so much of my own culture. Yes. Uh, Dominicans and Latinos are very hospitable and there's a lot of Spanish influence in Filipino culture. You know, it, being in the Philippines, uh, one of my favorite people, and I hope you're listening. You know, uh, it, it's Mike. He, he's he's a brother to me, and being in his home was just like being back in my family's house. And right? oh, because wow. the hosp- the hospitality, it's like, what do you need? You sit down. It's like, oh, sit down, eat. It's like, no, no, I'm full. It's like just a little bit, right? And that little bit is, you know, a massive bowl of rice and whatever, you know, (laughs) is there, right? And it's like, drink some beer, you know, they take care of you. And that hospitality really was heartfelt. It it reminded me of being back home. It reminded me of what my mom and my family is like and how we receive um, visitors, extranjeros, you know, and show them what our food is all about and what our culture is all about without judgment, without uh, pride, just love de corazón, you know.
1: Yes, yes. Oh my! I'm sure. I'm sure you were surprised too while you were in the Philippines. Like, you felt like you're a celebrity, right, guys? Because most of the time mm-hmm. in the Philippines, well, you know, we love our foreigners. Yeah, it's that, true. Like that, that's
0: true. that's what we yeah.
1: But that doesn't mean like they. I, Okay. A lot of my friends, too, that who've been to the Philippines and they're like, Jesse, wow, the treatment here, like we felt like we're celebrities, like, you know, like special treatment. And I was like, I think it's because you're, 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 you of course, you're a fo- um, a person who came from a foreign country. Plus, you don't look like us, right? Plus, uh-huh. of course, the hospitalities. Plus, but- you, have
0: do- you have dollars in your pocket. <laughs> oh,
3: no. which, which which is conversion is larger there. i so.
2: know it's so true <laughs> you know, listen right?
3: yes it's dollars in our pockets but i think you know it's the way that you know we we're raised we're raised right and we're taught to respect yes, people that reason. are not similar respect everybody you know it's like we don't look at anything anybody differently we accept them and we want to show them what we're all about it's like the, the hospitality in, in the restaurants in the Philippines, you know, Mamsur, yes. welcome, Mamser. You,
2: oh well, like, so, you know, these you do get do you like,
3: another so- beer, and yeah, you know, it's like whatever. They, it was great. It was it was wonderful. You know, a, a lot like it's in the Dominican Republic. You know, I know I've been
1: to. Uh, Jacob, have you been to Dominican Republic? To DR? Not yet. Not, yeah, I've been to DR twice. We, and I We, we need to. Sure.
0: The, 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 the bitch needs to go to the beach.
1: I know, oh, right? Oh, <laughs> you need to
3: go. You'll fall in love with a Dominicano.
1: Oh, okay. my God. Dominicanos oh are so cute. I mean, after and every Dominicanos. When the coast
0: is clear, I don't know if that's going to happen. Anytime soon. Then we Anytime can, we can <laughs> travel, even if it's for next year. I just want to say, Miguel, um, when, when was this that you went, uh, the first time
3: you went to the Philippines? What, what, do
0: you remember what year and then
3: consecutively? Um, 2009, 11, 13, right before oh, releasing the cookbook in 15, 16. So, cause I was thinking, I was
0: thinking maybe during that time, you could, you could have probably, or maybe I'm wrong. Probably you probably did. You could have already done like a travel slash cooking show going to the yeah, Philippines exactly. and documenting
3: it. Right. Oh yeah. We could have, um, you know, we were there the last time we were there when we were recording for the cookbook, um, Pulse Creative was with us uh okay. monica monica alvarez and she filmed us and you know that's documented somewhere i, I can't tell you where but um okay. yeah <laughs> you know we could have done a travel show and shown you all the different regions
1: i know you you could have right like especially uh, if all you need right now is just a cell phone and that's it like you don't need like a big cameras just like before just a cell phone and a. A microphone. Oh, shot it I know it's true, but that was yeah. like a lot. Yeah, know. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna try to Google that. Maybe we, I'll find. I'll fi- I'll I know, find right?
3: It. <laughs> You'll find some on the Maharlika YouTube channel. Oh, okay. oh yeah. There, you know, there, oh. there was a few interesting experiences that happened, you know, back in 2010.
1: 2010 oh okay definitely we will uh, google that one but what about um yeah tell us about the cookbook since that's actually our next question but tell us about the the cookbook is I am Filipino right so right yeah like how did you start like how did you come up with that cookbook and um where can we buy it
3: (laughs) well you can buy the cookbook on Amazon you can buy it okay many different places um that major bookstore in the Philippines, which I can't remember. National, I think. National, national bookstore. bookstore. Yes, national yeah, bookstore. you can get it in national bookstore. Um, but this was, you know, to pay tribute back to the Philippines and, you know, the things that I've learned and uh, my partner growing up there and her family and her, the heirloom recipes. Um, it was a introduction to people who are not from that region or from the Philippines to understand what Filipino food was all about and to bridge the gaps between cultures. So okay. it was broken down by regions, influence, uh cooking techniques, you know, um cooking with vinegar, you know, liquid fire, the adobo section, uh yes. um cooking on a grill, you know how and you know, doing all of that stuff. Uh so it was breaking it down by regions, countries, uh, not countries, but provinces and showing the nuances between what an adobo, uh, a traditional adobo is and what an adobo, uh, is and an adobo dilao, lao and, uh, adobo pute, you know, oh and God. the different meats oh, wow. that were being used in order to produce these different dishes. Wait,
1: can we, can we read, okay, wait, can we read that on the menu? Like different types of adobo?
3: Oh or, book, yeah, you're gonna see a bunch of different adobos: dilao, Um Oh my god, I want
1: to buy that one. Okay.
3: Uh, what is it? Uh, I forget the word, but it's oh, like, yeah, yeah you, you can find it all in that section. Putte. But so, it's like a double okay, with yeah, with, uh, yeah. with pato. You know. With pato? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's the first time I heard about that.
2: Oh wow!
3: There's a lot of things that you know I learned throughout our, my travels in the Philippines. Like Um, Adobo de is it's more from the southern region, from Mindanao and Davao, where they're using turmeric instead of, you know, soy. So it comes out yellow and it's a completely different flavor, but yet, you know, mazara on every level.
1: Really? I didn't know. Wow. What about the the adobo with
3: with potatoes? Oh, it's called Vegetarian.
1: Oh I yeah!
2: Mean, <laughs> no, no, no!
0: I mean,
3: there's a dog,
2: adobo There's a dog with adobo with, with, Then they,
0: with, mix, it with, with, they, they um, mix the pork and the chicken yeah. with potatoes, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." So uh, and a
3: double with,
1: with it, log. Well,
3: well, with a hard-boiled eggs. Hard-boiled egg. Okay, you know when they're adding potato and they're adding egg is because you know they you have this much money and you need to feed this many people. So you.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You got a very good point. Very good point. I, I, I should have thought about that. Like before, I'm like, oh, you're right. it.
0: <laughs> and um, the word adobo. Correct me again if I'm wrong. It's, it's like, in here, going here in New York, uh, I would find the adobo word in the you know in the the Goya. Um, see, it's a seasoning, but right. right. Yeah. so it's like when i when i say when they say adobo uh we filipinos eat adobo i think spanish people will look at me and they say i think
3: they're referring to
1: what they're thinking of this the adobo seasoning. seasoning yeah what's the difference what's the
3: difference well you know in in the philippines uh to adobo something is to preserve so back in the day when there was no refrigeration you can make an adobo it can sit at room temperature for an extended period of time okay when you go into Mexico and the Caribbean, adobo is completely different. It is also a curing process. If you take those spices in the Dominican Republic and put it on that meat and you let it sit at room temperature, it's not going to spoil. The same thing when you go into Mexico and you add, you know, their, their form of adobo can also sit at room temperature for an extended amount of time. And as it sits, the flavors develop and meld and become more intense. And more combined, so uh, to to adobo would be nice you know, to preserve things, to marinate, to cure. Oh, okay, now we know.
0: Okay, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you were speaking about yeah. and we we're talking about food, my stomach started
3: like. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. I did say it go like this, go like this, go like oh, go oh, this. Oh my god! Go. Go ah. good, go
0: good.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. but did you did you at least um try to incorporate um Dominican food? to Filipino food on that, um, a cooking book
3: or Absolutely. it's just- oh, you did? I will oh. tell you this and I will do it with the staple, right? Okay. With your cutting, with that rice. Okay. Oh yes. <laughs> it's very simple process. The way it's done in the Philippines, it's very delicious. But when we cook rice in the Dominican Republic, we add a little bit of oil. We add a little bit of salt. And for me, it was very important that that flavor, it's like that rice can stand alone. Because in many Asian countries, rice is a filler. It's to soak up the sauce, to soak up the flavor, whatever's left over. But where I grew up, it's like rice can stand on its own. Because when you're poor, and all you have is rice and egg, that rice has to be delicious. Yes,
2: you're so right. Yes.
3: So I wanted to incorporate that. So in the cookbook, you will see that the rice is cooked the way that we would cook it back in my home. But not
0: f-
2: fried rice.
3: It's completely different, that, right? Oh, see, well, fried rice is what you have when you have leftover rice, of course. Yeah. you know? yeah. Uh, yeah. have in your desayuno. Oh, you're yeah, right. Breakfast. Oh, my okay? God. So that's oh. where all the filos come into place, you know? Exactly. It, it, in Dominican Republic, you know, we take that that leftover rice and we make chow fan, which would be our version of fried rice because there was Asian influence in the Dominican Republic that introduced us to different flavors, soy sauce and ginger and things like that. So there's a Dominican version of fried rice called Chao right? Okay. Uh, Peruvians will do it. Uh, you'll see it in Ecuador as well. So yeah, it's like nothing goes to waste when you're growing up in provinces and in third world countries. Exactly,
1: you know? yep. <laughs> you have to make sure that you utilize every single... De- yeah. Every single food, like right ingredients, and every time there's like a leftover, you have to make sure that reuse it and reheat it and recook it again, right? Yeah, it turn into
0: something else when you have exactly.
1: to. Exactly. Be creative.
0: And speaking of growing up, okay. yes, yes, yes. Because uh-huh. I, am curious. Like, okay, how, how, how was your childhood? How, how did you suddenly become? Oh, did you say? Oh, I, I, I want. Yeah, I want to be cook. a chef when we <laughs> are young.
3: Well, you know, I had the, the the pleasure of growing up in New York City, okay? Okay. So growing up in a Dominican household, it's, you know, very much like growing up in a Filipino household. It's like you have your gambit of what the menu is going to be for the next year. You know, it's a regurgitation of about 20, 30 dishes, right? Okay. Um, I, I was very happy, but I was also curious by my surroundings. You know, I lived mm. in Lower East Side where – Um, south of where I lived was a a densely Hasidic and Chinese community. If you went further north, you had Polish and Italian. You know, there was a mixture of Dominican and Puerto Rican. Um, There was Indian food. And I was really curious by all these senses that would, you know, get excited whenever I walked through these different neighborhoods. I wanted to know what these spices were. I wanted to know what these flavors were. I wanted to know why there was a line in front of this small little bodega. Um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to know, I was very curious and I would go and ask questions. So I would try things like, you know, in the Hasidic community, the Jewish community, rugula, which is, you know, a pastry or kugel, which is a noodle pudding. Um, go over to the Indian section and it's like, what's chicken vindaloo and what's this and what's cardamom and what's all these spices? And then, you know, the smoked meats from the Polish. And that always excited excited my palate. So I wanted to learn as much as I could about all the food around me. Now, you know, being Dominican, my my family was like, oh, you eat weird things. I'm like, okay. But how would that apply when we cook uh, mondongo, which is our tripe? You know, Dominicans make an amazing tripe stew that oh, a lot wow. of people will look at and be extremely polarized by it. Just like, you know, they might look at Balut and be like, uh, uh-uh. no, no. Right.
0: Okay. True, true, true. <laughs> wait, the trap is the, is the inner lining of the stomach that looks like a towel. Is that it? Yes. Okay. That's a trap. Okay. All right. that's yeah. used for Kare Kare. I love that. <laughs> <True>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, wait, so I, wait, um, what I heard, like, uh, what, from our research, uh, like you used to be, a, before you became a famous chef, a renowned chef, like you used to uh, do delivery and you studied photography.
2: Oh, right? yes. So, yeah. Yes, so you know.
1: How did you like from, of course, doing delivery and you want to, you know, you want to grow from there, but photography to sh- being a chef, like tell us how did that happen?
3: Well, you know, when I was in high school and I went to college, it's like I wanted to study photography. Photography was the first thing that I found artistically that really drew me towards it. Okay. Um, After, you know, going to college and dropping out because tuition was too expensive and going to a vocational school,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: I started working in the field with modeling agencies, portraiture, but it was was something that I really enjoyed, but Mm -hmm. it didn't drive me i didn't dream about it i didn't think about it all the time it it became like it became as if it was just going to be a job and i wanted more i wanted to be more creative Mm -hmm. i wanted to really make an impact food was something that always has excited me it's like i am always going to try the new thing on the menu that i've never tried i'm always going to try a new technique that is out and see how I can incorporate my own artistic form. Food is a living art. So you can make the best dish in the world today Mm -hmm. and somebody can come and add one minor ingredient and change the whole dish and it becomes something completely different. And that I fell in love with, you know, a simple, you know, roasted chicken can change in so many ways from so many different regions of the world, you know, but it's still chicken.
1: It's a chicken. You're so right. You're so right. No, yeah. No. Oh, wow. So um, aside from um, the cookbook that you that you wrote, like when was that,
3: like three years ago? Was that three years ago? The cookbook is one on three years, that it's been released. Really three different.
1: years, right? Okay, three years. What about, let's talk about our favorite topic. Like we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> the cannabis Oh, uh, aka marijuana. <laughs> but, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a user. And Jake "Are you?" I don't know.
0: I dabbled. Uh, I have. I have roommate. Uh, I have roommate model roommates in here. Like the past few years, and they would. They they would like. To, they're like. They would use it, day, day to night. I think they're like functional.
2: Oh uh, functional. You know, you know what I call them
0: Fun- functional potheads. That's that's why I call them. The potheads, but, yes, and, the potheads. <laughs> but but when but when we when we do uh, sometimes we drink drink in here and you know the, they would pass they would pass it to me and yeah, I would once I, in a while. I would not know but see, you know, yes. yeah, but yes. but but definitely is it my favorite? I'm like I'm always like okay, wait, it it, 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 it makes me sleepy. I, I want to be the life of the party. I know. Uh, But I I think I'm finding out that there's a strain right now that, you know, it doesn't make you sleep.
1: Yes, and it's because of the cannabis food. (laughs) Education is the key. Exactly. (laughs) So tell us, how did you start it? How did you come up with with marijuana? Okay, fine. Let's just use the term, the the, social term, cannabis. (laughs) (laughs) The cannabis, uh, yeah, (laughs) food. You infuse the food with cannabis, with marijuana. So how did you start it with that?
3: Well, you know, this is where 99th Floor came and, you know, it was born. I met my partner, Doug Cohen, years ago, working on a project. He just happened to be the producer for this event, him and Mel Peralta. Dominican guy, Jewish guy, myself. I'm working with DJ Neil Armstrong, who happens to be Filipino. And the project was... Neil was teaching people his skill, DJ, right? Neil used to be the tour DJ for Jay-Z. I am teaching him my skill. It's a trade of skills. This is where we met. And Doug and Mel came up to me and said, it's like, listen, we should do something together. Right? Fast forward three weeks later, I get a call from them. And they're like, hey, have you ever cooked with cannabis? I said, yeah. You know, as a kid, I made brownies. I made cookies. I made sweets. Um, like, how would you feel about turning this up and elevating it? I said, let's go for it. So, you know, we went to the, we went to LA, uh, went to a grow, learned, I had a crash course in cannabis, cannabinoids, the different strains, formats, wax, tinctures, uh, shatter, all this stuff that can be incorporated into food. And then I was challenged to make a meal and I said, all right, let's do it. And that was the birth of 99th Floor. Now, to everybody who's watching, there's a lot of people who have had a bad experience when it comes to cannabis and eating. It, right? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Really? I, I, okay. I, I, I haven't
3: heard. Tell us. Okay, okay. Tell <laughs> you know, it's it's strong. It's like you can't. It, it's a ride that you're just holding on to your seat, waiting for everything to end. So, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that cannabis like alcohol can be respected. And our mission statement is to destigmatize cannabis through the universal language of food. And the way we okay. do that is by microdosing. So imagine when you compare alcohol and cannabis. It's like you grab a bottle of wine, you're not going to drink the whole bottle of wine in one set in one seating or one uh, shot. Okay. Oh, Maybe okay. you, Jay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm,
2: I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Miguel.
3: I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I see, you have your Okay. <laughs> but with cannabis, it's like you want you want to enjoy like about one, you're gonna have glasses throughout the night, and it's gonna change your mood, it's gonna enhance your experience, it's gonna make everything great. The thing about cannabis is that there's so many different strains, and this is something that I wanna to touch on later with you, Jay. Um, there's so many different strains these strains have different flavor profiles very much like thyme basil cilantro culantro, all the spices that you would incorporate into any meal that you're making so mm-hmm. taking those flavors and incorporating into a meal and creating something that's extremely delicious you know at the same time very low dose so you feel great is what we do at 99th floor Oh Why is it 99th floor? Is it Yeah, n-
1: yeah I was about to ask that. Why is it 99th floor? I have, I, I
0: have an answer in my head, but I want you to answer it, if it's I right. I know,
3: me too. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna give you a simple answer. You're standing on the streets of New York City, and somebody says, look, up at the 99th floor. It's high up. <laughs> yeah, it's I high, yeah. I know, I think yeah, it's, it's something high, because it's <laughs> high. Yeah, it's, um, Everything um, is high up, and you know, there's a lot of people that cook with cannabis, and then there's 99th floor you know it's an oh, elevated wow. experience oh that, i like that elevated
1: an elevated experience but okay so i know also that we all know that 99 floor is by invite only right like so you can i really thought in the beginning that you have mm-hmm. like a a specific restaurant like you know like a stationary restaurant like everyone can go in and inter- but yeah. how come there's none Yeah, like, tell us why. Why? I mean, we want to go.
3: Well, I'll tell you, it's simple. You know, it's not legal in every single state. Okay. So, you know, I travel the United States cooking these meals, you know, for individuals, celebrities, private dinners. You know, we cook in a lot of legal states, and in legal states, we're able to do more extravagant events. But in states where it's not legal, it has to be private. It has to be invite only. We only want people that are of like mind and body to want to experience something with like-minded individuals and present them with something that can transform the conversation of negativity into positivity.
1: That's true. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. So if let's say invite only, right? So how, let's say for example, JKS and I, how can we be invited? And also <laughs> what about those potheads? Like, Hey, I, I smoke like, you know, three, four times a day. Like I, I'm supposed to be there. Like, how can you discern that? Which one has to be in? I mean, can be in, and which one is uh, you need to omit? So oh, how I, do you I, discern before, that?
0: Before I want to ask, is, is saying pothead is that derogatory? Because I, I mean, yeah. I mean we say it casual conversation, but uh, I think yeah, it's you no know, kind it's of. of like, correct? You know, it's like it's yeah. like in that. Uh, line
3: right, so you know it's like yeah. when you, uh, the vision of a pothead is somebody who's just going to sit there and smoke pot all day, you know exactly.
0: Yeah, and right.
3: they're they're cannabis connoisseurs. there are people. There that you go. That's it. better.
0: Cannabis That's, connoisseur. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. There's and classy. people that use it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> There's <laughs> people that will use it throughout the day for anxiety, pain, um, stress, and whatnot. Right. Yes. When it comes to our events. It's a, our clientele is not the guy who wants to come in. It's like, oh, you know, I can smoke a pound. I smoke a pound every day. It's like, I get high. No, we're not looking for somebody who wants to experience the most high they can possibly be. We're looking for people that are novices to it. People that are connoisseurs, people that want to enjoy it and still be productive throughout the day. I'm not saying that potheads are not productive. What I'm saying is that we provide a different environment. We provide an elevated experience. It's like there's no smoking at our events. At our events, it's all about the food. It's all about the effects that you will have when it comes to ingesting cannabis and enjoying the ride that we provide for you.
1: Ooh, so wait, so how can we like let's say for example, a lot of our viewers probably want to be like Jesse, oh my god, Jake ass chef Miguel, we wanna be
3: invited too. It's a,
1: it's an experience. No, know? no, no. We but how can we be yeah. invited? Like everyone that who wants to be in, how can they be invited?
3: Okay. So there's a strict <laughs> screening process. In order to get down, you gotta be down. Oh. Right. So you gotta know somebody who has been to one of these events, who will vouch for you. Oh, you.
2: You can. <laughs> it's like, it's like we spe- saw you. We saw you. It's right.
3: like a speakeasy, yes. You have to know the secret, knock, oh. the secret code. You have to know the entry. Um, it is not something that's open to everybody. It is limited. So if you get invited, you might be able to bring one. You can't, you know, roll in like, you know, Filipinos do it 15. It's like, we're here. No, 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 it
1: no, no. He has to be like, yeah, one or two. It's do very
3: exclusive. It do that in your home. This is
0: not that kind of party, you know.
1: Right. Oh, my God. So since it's a very um exclusive, like, like really, like, invite only. So I'm sure I'm a lot of people, like, mostly do who comes in, who were invited are mostly affluent people, right? Like, celebrities and Gory Miranda says, "I want to go." Can the yeah, come there
3: like
0: there. Us. Yeah. Go?
3: Okay, first, it's it's not all the artistas and you know, the con- you know, high end people. It's a mixture of people. So okay. at one of the events, you might see somebody of, of fame, but you you're also going to see the regular person around the corner. You know, um, I've had people at my events from the age range of. 21 to 83, right? People who have never experienced cannabis and people who have been highly involved in the consumption of it. So it's a mixture of people. The thing is that it's a mixture of people who are professionals, educated, want a safe, controlled environment and want to experience something that is on the verge of becoming mainstream. You know, this is a pre prohibition era. So everything that we do is to bring these people who are like-minded advocates and want to see this as legal as alcohol is.
1: Oh, so wait, so how can we invite it?
3: <laughs> I will invite you. <laughs> okay,
1: you can invite us. Okay, okay. So wait, so what are this? if you don't mind us asking, I'm sure, I hope you won't mind, like what are the screening processes? Like, for this, you know, for for everyone. Do I have to write an essay? Yeah, do we have to write an essay? Do we have to, like...
3: (laughs) You know, you have to write an essay. You have to know somebody who's been to the event. Okay. um, You just can't email and say, I want to go and give me your bio. It, It makes no difference. Somebody who has been to an event, somebody who we know and we trust, will be somebody who will recommend you and invite you to this event. And that's, you know, across the United States. Like we want to make sure that the people who are there are like minded and everybody's safe. Not somebody's gonna be a chicken head and wants to go ahead and go crazy. It's like I'm gonna smoke weed and eat as much yeah, as I yeah. can. No. Oh. Different.
1: So wait, so like all the food that is it like an a la carte or or do you have like a a fixed
3: menu? Every dinner is different. So depending on the strain, very much like if you go to the farmer's market and you pick the best vegetables and you design a menu when i design a menu for 99 floor it's based on the strain that i receive and what the flavor profile behind it is and what i do with that strain it's like once i uh inspect it then i can tell you <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. what i'm going right. to
3: make with it and what will pair well with it
1: oh does that include wine as well like wine like yeah. the whole yeah, you have alcohol oh, in there God. too <laughs>
3: So we do, the whole meal is, we do an introductory cocktail, which is infused with the same strain. We do a five-course meal, which is infused with the strain as well. The whole um, potency of the dinner is about 20 to 25 milligrams, which is a decent dose. It's a very low dose. It's controlled. It's released throughout, you know, the evening in different ways. And it's absorbed through the body in different formats. For example, if I'm using a coconut oil that I've infused, it's going to go into your system a whole lot faster than if I took some, uh, beef fat and infused that and fried, you know, my onions in that. So it's a controlled experience and it's about 20 to 25 milligrams, enough to make you feel comfortable, enough to make you feel great. So you can enjoy this. There's no onset of paranoia. There's no uncomfortableness. You can still go out and go home and, you know, or enjoy the evening. Uh, We don't promote uh, over excessive alcohol because that does um, cloud the feeling. But we do offer wine with dinner and we do offer an introductory cocktail.
0: Oh, wow. And is there a time span, like it's only for three hours and everybody has to
3: leave? Oh yeah, you have to leave, you can't stay. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was like,
2: saying I, I'm like,
3: three hours. Get out. I,
2: I, get I,
0: out. You know, because <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, I, I know it's I'm interested in like about the food experience, but also the conversation that's gonna happen while you know while everybody's like eating and experiencing the food.
1: The food and
0: as gradually oh, everybody is
3: experiencing it. <laughs> you know, five I mean, eats a
1: five course meal.
3: Yeah. Can you imagine and- that? There's a lot of friendships that are made. There's a lot of bonds that are formed and there's a lot of conversation that I would love to be a fly on the wall here because it's, it's a lot of interesting people that come to these events. You know, it's not open to the public, it's very selective and it's curated. And, you know, I owe that to um, my business partner, Doug Cohen, you know, and Mel Peralta, it's like, they make sure that the people coming into our events are there for the vision and the mission statement that we're putting out.
2: So it's, it's,
3: it's beautiful. I mean, the last one we did was pre COVID and it was 300 people, you know, uh, all black tie affair. Every event is different. It's an experiential experience. So, uh, we did black tie, uh, the theme was, you know, going all out. So people in tuxedos and we had live jazz players and music going out throughout the whole event mixed with a DJ who, you know, played along with uh, a cellist. And these are the experiences we want to give to our guests. You know, we want to touch on all senses, sight, sound, taste, feel.
1: Oh my God, I really want to go to that event. I know, I'm, I'm like, I'm it so- I'm
3: so <laughs> you classy. Guys, oh, I'm watching you all with your mouth wide open. while I, I, I know, we because so i was like, like,
0: huh? No, because oh, I, I felt like I'm drinking a cocktail right now. When we were talking about just plain food earlier, I, I felt like I should have a, a pollutant in here. You know, you remember what pollutant is?
3: yeah. Yeah, of course he
0: What you eat when you, when you drink? And now we're, we're adding- Cannabis to the equation, I was like, mm, "Yeah, you're right." My mouth is salivating. I know, I right? Want, <laughs> but, but, I, want but, I want to well, experience it, everything visually. Yes,
1: my I senses, know. you know. <laughs> I, Every oh, by the way, Jacob said hi. J. Uh, Jacob, I'm sorry, Chili. That's, what do, I'm me. looking. <laughs> oh, Chili. Chili. Hey, Chili. Chili! Hi, Chili! Thank you so much Chili! for introducing Chef. Yes, thank you. thank you. Oh my God, to us. Oh my God, thank you so much. Wait, Chili really want, is dying to go. Chili wants to try. <laughs> no, this
3: you is, know she, this she was. She, she was very persistent, and she. Got a ticket to the event, and then you know couldn't make it and pass it on to somebody else. So I cannot (laughs) understand. (laughs)
1: Oh my god! (laughs) So wait, how many times? Oh wait, Chrissy, we will ask your question in a few minutes, okay? So, so how many times, um, uh, in a year do you do usually have like that that invite only? Let's Um, say, for example, in the whole U.S. and also in New York City and Jersey,
3: hopefully. Oh, it's not going to happen in Jersey. (laughs) Oh, definitely. I don't expect. I'm like, not until, not until it's legal. You know, I've done private events in Jersey, but you Mm. know, throughout the year, we do anywhere between fifteen to twenty-five events throughout the year, and it all depends on you know what our schedule is like. Sometimes, you know, like when I was on Bon Appetit, I was gone for a month, so we didn't have anything for two months. But we try to do at least ten a year.
1: Oh, 10 a year. So, what about this year? Do you have any? I mean, it's impossible because of the COVID nineteen. Everything is still uncertain. But do you have at least any plans? Like, hopefully, by next year or end of this oh, year.
3: Absolutely. Right now, you know, I've been working on a product line that you know we're trying. We're we're going to release um, now that we're in the uh, COVID era. You know, everything has slowed down. So there is an uncertainty as to when things will pick up and when we will be able to do these events again. But in the meantime, we still want to provide this experience to people, maybe in, you know, pre-packaged foods or across states. You know, I have a lot of clients that are medically based who ask for dinners that are curated to their medical needs. And that's something that we definitely want to promote
1: oh what but can anyone buy purchase that or no
3: uh right now it's private clientele
1: it's private so if there's anybody
3: there who needs something you can always uh dm me on 99th floor on instagram or chef makes nyc and you know we can discuss how we can get something to you locally
1: locally <laughs> so that means we're locally too he's from <laughs> new york i'm from jersey city so probably <laughs> 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 I, I cannot wait to for what for oh yeah 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 D- direct one to actually that's my question is it expensive you know no, like the, it's,
3: it's oh not Jesse, you know oh it's i mean not if you about... want if you want if you want good food and you want experience you're going to pay for it Right. Of course, if, yes, it, definitely, yeah. definitely. If you want to go to your Toro Toro, then you know, it's like yeah. you'll pay <laughs> the eight dollars for that yes, nice place. Yes, exactly. For yeah. So, <laughs> no, you know, what's expensive. expensive is relative, you know.
1: Exactly, it is relative. <laughs> That's private so true. Events. Well, what about um private event events um. Can they, let's say anyone, let's say who's watching right now in the Philippines or whenever, whenever they are, can they invite you for like a private event, events that you can, you know, cook cannabis food for them?
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, just private events. So you can reach out to me again on Chef Meg's NYC or 99th wow. Floor for a private event. We travel all across the United States. We've done events in other countries. I've done cannabis. In, um, dinners in Canada and the United States. So, yes, you know, we can definitely do that.
1: Wow, that's, ooh, I want to be, I want to try it, maybe one of these days. <laughs> what about, wait, so wait, ta- speaking of, um, you, you mentioned earlier, and I, it, was that a, when I introduced you, uh, introduced you earlier, Um, you mentioned also the Bon Appetit. Oh yeah, so can you tell us your experience about that? because wow, that's like how long did you stay in that um that um that show?
3: Well, this was a show where um you know, they've been around for a while. This was the third season that I got invited to be a judge on. Uh, I was there for second season, and they asked me to cook a cannabis feast. I went there and I did a Kamayan. Right. I did yeah. a full-on infused kamayan for about five people on the second season of bong Appetit. <sighs> with banana leaves and, and all that with banana leaves and all of that
1: it go five. Right. yeah wow what was your menu? um
3: if I can recall there was a banana ketchup ribs chicken a uh <sighs> garlic rice. Um several other things that I can't even remember. Oh, pookie, I think, was on it, you know. Pookie, pookie. <laughs> no, I don't like, I don't like that. No, no,
0: Bawal. Bawal for no, you. No, no, no. It's he's not Bawal.
3: You can have the Pookie Pookie. It's okay. No, no, no. It's no, no, no.
1: bakla, oh, no, I can't, can't have the, the Pookie Pookie.
0: But, oh my, wait, 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 you mentioned banana ketchup ribs. The first time that I was in Jipney, I think, and when I was early, uh, early on here in New York, I was like, oh, my God, this is the bomb. And I was like... <laughs> It wasn't just the food. I was literally like inside. You know, you know, the decor is like it looks like a galvanized jeepney interior, right? Yes. And then there was a naked lady, um, like a, a porn Filipino star, and Techi Egbayani in there. Was like, okay, so okay, uh, this is what they want. I loved it. Yeah. And then, and then I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I it's, also it's can't forget. Kind. I, I can't forget the the cocktail that's inside the one whole pineapple. I. I know. <laughs>
3: The you, pen penai colada.
1: Oh, the penai yeah, the penai
3: colada,
1: yeah. colada. Wow. Were you the one were you the one um who incor I mean who started like incorporating all this food on their menu? Or I mean, it's a it collaboration. Was a collab-
3: it was a collaboration, you know, with all the owners okay. and it's like, you know, ideas that everybody had and it's like, you know, we, we try to put it on and try to show definitely push Filipino flavor, but also incorporate in a way that it can be accepted uh, visually. So yeah, just right. to give you an example, not to, you know, knock anything, but it's like I had these um, rice croquettes, which was uh, like an arancini, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, after in the morning you might wake up and you might take some uh, caning and on and, you know, mix it together, put an egg on it, and boom. So it's like I said, let me take this rice with the bagon and make a rice ball out of it. And just to see the look on people's faces when they took a bite and we were giving them away. to People like when you walk into a restaurant and they give you bread and they take that bite and they're like, oh, you know what? This reminds me of when I was a kid and we would take the rice and bagon. I'm like, yeah, but now it's a little croquet. So to people that don't understand or might be polarized by the scent of bagon, it's like they see an arancini and they eat it and they're like, oh, this is interesting. And this is a format of bridging the gas routine cultures.
1: It's so true. Did you ever try to incorporate, um, infuse um, Filipino food with cannabis?
3: I, we did that on Bang Appetito when I did the Kamayan dinner.
1: I mean, you no. Know, what I'm oh, yes. saying is like in your in your 99th floor. The 99th floor. Yes, I floor. have done.
3: Yeah, I I have done uh, some Filipino food in uh, 99th floor. Uh, I've done many different, you know, many different cuisines.
1: Really? Oh my God! I would like to try that, right, <laughs> Like maybe. What, <laughs> what about like? What about wine? Did you ever try to, you know, like um, or or maybe a sangria? Did you ever try to, you know, to infuse uh, a cocktail with cannabis? Have you ever Absolutely. tried that?
3: Absolutely. You know, like I said, it's like when oh. people show up at our events, we offer them a introductory cocktail that we infuse, um, so they have a cocktail that's already infused very lightly, just to loosen them up.
0: Nice. I, I, and, and, and Let me just go back to Bongapiti. I watched, um, I wasn't able to finish it uh, earlier, but uh, you know, uh, one I'm of your episodes in, in, in season three, it, it's with Dale Taldi, another uh, proud know yes. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a Pinoy Pride episode, and I was like, at first I was like, I thought, like, mm, do, do you have to be cooking with CBD and all that in, you know, to be in the show? And then, and then it was explained that they don't. It was like an introduction to them too. And, and I saw you even, for that episode even, you know what, Miguel taught, taught, uh, taught one of them how to um, put it in, uh, the, the marijuana leaves in the blender and it, it's like pesto. Jesse. Yes, <laughs> you know, but, but 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 my question is okay, you were you were judging it and you were hosting it the show, but um, and I i see that you know, uh, what what's your co host name? or maybe all of you were like you, you were you're you holding up a, a blonde or a, or you're smoking, right? Or a joint, yeah, yeah, a joint. Yeah. a blonde, a blonde is a big one, yeah, <laughs> aren't and you were and you were judging them, aren't your like senses affected by that because i mean i, f- I feel like everything's going to taste great you
1: know once you start yeah, yeah because eat, you're eat, like yes. good i eating right, yeah so
3: let uh, let me simplify this question for uh, for the public that's watching it's like do you have the munchies
1: <laughs> do you have the munchies oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but
3: true
1: true true
3: i will tell you that you know when you are eating this food it's like, yes, you are, um, you are feeling the effects of cannabis, but it's like, you can still function. And yes, we were extremely high throughout the filming of this. <laughs> but at the same time, oh you know, we are professionals. We know exactly what we're doing and we're able to take this and still provide a, um, provide judgment on the food without, you know, favoritism.
0: okay okay and and, and i think jesse everybody kind of laughed because dale while in the middle of the filming and and cooking in the competition he ordered pizza Uh huh. oh yeah yeah, because
1: (laughs) yeah that was actually my question like like for example like all those um let's say for example we're invited right like so we had a the five course meal including the wine that's infused with with cannabis since there's already like you know like a uh let's use the term marijuana inside inside our body of course we want to feel like we want to we uh, it feels like we want to eat more you know we want munchies did you ever have that experience that all your i mean majority or or some of your clients started asking for is there more food we're hungry <laughs> like earlier we're already full but we want more did you ever have that experience
3: no, no, that doesn't happen because, no, you know, no, like no, I said, it it's a it's a five course curated meal, so everybody is getting courses, you know, in a certain
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, time interval, so nobody is ever getting the munchies. It's like it's maybe not- by the time they get home, they have that effect, and there's <laughs> yes. a nice giveaway that we give them where they can have some more. But um, uh, no, we don't have that. That's
0: good because it's like it's calculated, it's measured, you know, it's, exactly. it's, everything is thought thought of, thought of, thought of, you know. Exactly it's not just okay we're going to put CBD. Uh, oh by the way my question is what's the i've heard I'm hearing about cbd and hct can
3: you can you tell well, us what's is. the difference or are they different i can tell you about thc not htc oh so T- okay. thc cbd so thc is the psychoactive element in cannabis that's what makes okay. you feel you know happy and you know euphoric cbd is the anti-inflammatory painkiller medicine in the plant. So they work um, hand in hand. Right? Okay. THC can be dialed up with CBD. CBD can be dialed up with THC. CBD can also counteract the effect of THC. So if oh. our bodies are designed with an endocannabinoid system, it is meant to process this plant. And there's a lot of medicine that we still haven't, realize comes from this plant that can take away all the medicine all the stuff that everybody else is taking those pills that our parents are taking for you know diabetes um high blood pressure anxiety depression can all be controlled with this plant without the side effects of the medicine that we're getting from big pharmaceutical companies
1: oh okay but but the those two are, is it the same? Oh, that's the reason why it's not legal. Um, <laughs> Do they have, do this, wait, they came from the same plant? I'm sorry. I'm. I'm when it comes yeah, to. Yeah, they come from the same plant. Yeah, okay, I am oblivious. So, so what's the difference? Like if they come, came from the same plant, like, so how can they be different?
0: They said, sep- I think they separated. I don't
1: know. Like, like, like what's compounds. the, right? Like, like, why is it so different? Why is there a CBD and the other one is, I'm sorry. What's the name?
3: CBD and THC.
1: THC. Like, how come there's a a difference? Like, if it came from the same plant. I'm just, I'll I'll be honest with you, I'm so oblivious. When it comes to that, that's why I'm asking this question. Okay, why is there a uh, difference? Yes.
3: Let me me simplify it for you. Let's talk about sugar.
1: Okay?
3: Okay. All right. Sugar, you can get glucose, sucrose, uh, regular sugar. You know, there's different formats of sugar that can be used as sweeteners. You can get sweeteners from plants. Same plants yes. that you're using for anti-anxiety or pain medication, you can extract um, sweeteners from the plant as well. This is one plant that has tons of cannabinoids or oh, okay. um, what people, you know, or terpenes, which terpenes are something that you'll find in many different varieties of vegetables and plants. Right, the terpenes are the flavor profile. So you might get a cannabis strain that has a high citrus um, terpene called myrcene, right? Um, And you can derive all these different things from one plant. Very much like opioids, for instance.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's
3: many different formats of opioids that all come from one source.
1: Oh okay I got it I got it. And do you think like eventually that cannabis um in food or medicine wise do you think it will be legalized in most of the states in the US especially in New York and New Jersey? I think,
3: yeah, I think that it will. Very much, you know, alcohol was in a pre Ambition stage where
2: right. you know it
3: wasn't legal because you had all these speakeasies that were selling in. And once the government figured out how they can tax it and make their money off of it and regulate it, um, it became legal. And I think that we are in that phase where we need to figure out how that's going to happen when it comes to cannabis. Yeah, New York City is waiting. I knew. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and, and,
1: and
0: what's so and funny is that you, you just walk, you just. I, I go down my apartment. You just walk and you can sniff it. It's like, it's still not
2: legal here. Really. It's know. a great way
3: to make friends.
1: I know, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. Have you been to Amsterdam?
3: I have never been to Amsterdam.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sure if you, oh, my God, you've been there, right? Like, you'll be everywhere. You'll probably be like, oh, my God, this is. <laughs> but, you know, what? there's a, what's that, uh, JV, what's the, the name of the, place that we went uh we bought I bought a chocolates I bought cookies Oh, in Florence yeah. in Italy in Florence in, in it's uh what's the name of the, the yeah because we went when we went to Italy I purchased like a lot like but the thing is you cannot bring it back here
2: mm-hmm.
1: like the candies and all this it's you know, sweet like, chocolate everything chocolates and, no I bought the, actually the chocolates I bought it here but you're not supposed to open it um, they said that the candies, you're not supposed to. It's like, hopefully, like, do you have plans of doing that here? Like, eventually?
3: Um, you guys- where there's a will, there's a way. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> eventually, when it becomes legal in New York City, yes, we will go ahead and start producing product here.
1: I'm sure. Like, I can, I. Oh my The possibility God, is of-
3: endless. You can, like, you can do, any- you
0: can
1: do a- anything, right? I definitely, definitely. But you know what? There's one person who asked here. Chrissy asked. Um, actually, where's Chrissy? Um,
2: Chrissy is from Australia,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Chrissy. Okay. Okay. Actually, there's one question that that's what actually my next question is. Um, uh, is is she's asking? Is is most of the uh the chef. Are swearing like chef Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> your partner is third-year apprentice now, and he's like Gordon Ramsay. Okay, is it like um was well, her partner like, is and like and swearing then, right now? Yeah, and then that after that, yeah. the question is: what type of you know, like a chef are you to your colleagues? Are you the type of person that the boss that like, come on, ah! or the type of like the nurturing one? So <laughs>
3: I am a cross in between. It's like, there's no more cursing in the kitchen. It's like, no, chefs are not like Gordon Ramsay all over the world. That is,
2: oh, okay. you know,
3: that, that's TV. It's like, you you know, we live in, in an era where that might have been the norm many years ago. But in this day and age, it's like you treat people with respect. Right? Because people that respect you will work harder for you than people that you belittle and insult.
0: That's so good. And oh I feel god, like if, you, see now, if, you if, know. You're, if you're a cannabis connoisseur chef, I don't think you're gonna be shouting. You'll, hey, you're you're, you're, you're you, <laughs> you'll be like, I love you, ma'am. Yeah, I don't think there's any shouting in there. Okay.
1: Oh my god, I'm sure you'll be like probably okay, sure. Don't worry about it. Make sure that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. and by the way, congratulations. Cause you know, like you're gonna be a father very soon, right? Yeah. a father so earlier sister. in September my god like so was that is it gonna be a, bo- a boy or girl
3: oh we don't know what we're having yet so we're waiting for that what it, it is life's final surprise we will oh, know wow. when the baby is born
1: oh wow that's who I want to know like definitely I'm sure I would stalk on your Facebook it'll be yeah, Instagram
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah. So what about, do you have any plans of like, you know, like having your own restaurants very, restaurant very soon? Restaurant or restaurants? <laughs> and like well, anytime soon?
3: Absolutely. You know, like, you know, what I did for Filipino cuisine and, you know, really trying to bridge that gap between cultures. I want to do the same thing with Dominican food. So right now, what I'm working on is a Dominican restaurant, which was in the works pre COVID. But post-COVID, okay. you know, we it will definitely come to fruition. But, yeah, in New York City, you will see a new style of Dominican restaurant.
1: What about Filipinos? So you will not infuse Filipino there, too? You know, like, adobo a la domicano. i like, not- sure <laughs> it's going to
3: come out. Hey, you know what? There might be some influence in Filipino food and Dominican food, you know? But, you know, <laughs> yeah. GP is still there. And yes. everybody can still go and support it, you know, which yes. we highly encourage people to do. But um, once you're done there, come and see what we're doing with Dominican food, and you can see the similarities between the cultures.
1: Oh my god, I'm I'm dying to know. Wait, what's it? Do you have any um any um favorite Filipino food? Because I'm sure you've got pretty much everything. Can you just uh, mention? Uh, if, would you be yeah. able to mention one? I don't think so. And, and also, one Filipino food and one Dominican
3: food okay uh if um, you're on the death row <laughs> yeah <I> know. <laughs> what will you know um, oh my boy
1: oh. Oh. oh my god what? that's our favorite okay. too
3: and it's like i'm telling you that this seasick the best one that you guys have in the philippines is cloud Tayag's version of c okay oh.
2: If Where you don't this? know
3: who Cloud is, Jake. Okay, I'm you, sorry. You, you're, I'm taking your Filipino card. Cloud Thai. Okay. <laughs> I'm just drinking.
0: Okay. 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 Is, is the sisig that you want, the crunchy crunchy sisig? Because that's what I want. And then there's, there's a whole egg on top. Okay, of course it's going to be a
3: whole egg on top. right? Oh you know, you need God. that. But no mayonnaise. Okay. No, no mayonnaise.
2: mayonnaise. No mayonnaise.
3: <laughs> no. Ah, mayonnaise. I saw the look at your face. You like the mayonnaise. <laughs> I
2: know.
3: <laughs> uh, I like with or without. So don't judge.
2: <laughs> That's right.
3: I That's, don't
2: judge. What about?
3: What about? You don't need the star margarine in it. Okay. The star I know. margarine. Oh
1: the my. God. Margarine. Oh my it God. Makes you grow. You never know. <laughs> what about um? Uh, any uh, Dominican food, if your favorite Dominican food. Then actually, ass,
3: that Yes. I will run to the ends of the earth if somebody is making lambi. Right? Lambi. And you know, lambi is a uh, typical Dominican dish that's only served on special occasions. It is conch. Right? So you know that conch that- shell that you blow in? Oh,
1: the conch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the conch. conch. Okay, okay,
3: okay. Right? It's like my mother makes it in a way that I swear to God will make you fall in love with the first person that you see, doesn't matter what gender is. Oh,
0: okay? really? <laughs> oh, I want to come back wanna... <laughs> and serve it to everyone. Oh, not the girls, but the guys. Okay, <laughs> but... Oh,
1: the girls. oh, my God, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Aphrodisia 101. Yeah, it is an aphrodisiac. just like chocolates, right? Wait, yes. I got.
0: I let, let, let me just digress. I just want to know, um, how is it working with Be Real of Cypress Hill? Because you know what, he's my crush when I was younger.
3: Oh, come on, Be Real is one, not only an amazing person, um, but also somebody that I looked up to. And I, you know, for me, I, first time I saw him, I was like, you don't know how to react, you're just like, okay, it's like, yeah, just be real, it's like, hi, you're very shy and everything, but be real. And both Vanessa Lavorado, both amazing individuals who are are just human, you know. Their job just happens to be that they're on screen and they have to deal with the public. But incredible individuals to work with.
1: Wait, what about Jokoy? Eh? Cause Jokoy ah, Joko and Jipney. G- <laughs> oh my God, he's a good friend. Like, like, wait, he's, he's, he's a good friend. Like, how 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 is he? Because I know, I've seen a couple of videos that he went to Jipney and started, Jipney or Maharaj, I know Jipney, he started eating the arroz caldo, like different types of food in yeah, Caldereta.
3: He's, he's been to both restaurants and Joe Coy is a, an amazing human as well, you know, really nice guy. You know, some people say he's funny. Um <laughs> 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 <Everyone is> funny. <laughs> I know, right? Some people say he's, he's funny. But a really oh, kind of guy and you know, he he loves Filipino food, he loves his culture, he's really pushed to um just let people know that who Filipinos are. Great guy, great guy.
1: Oh, my God. Because Jesse's He's
0: been just... following his career ever since. Oh How many years it ago? Because he was not
1: even that, that huge. Yeah. I was just like, oh. You have pictures
0: with but... you you grew up
1: together. Oh, my God. Do do <laughs> <do> it? <laughs> it's like, if I see him, I'm like, Joko, do you know that? I'm not so sure. I, I know you don't know, but I know. Like, we grew up together. Look. <laughs> since you were just like, you don't, you don't have wrinkles, and you started growing older. Look, we have pictures together. i proof. <laughs> oh my god so is there i know it's almost like uh, oh my god your wife must probably like hey i'm pregnant we have to yeah, go to sleep
3: i, I just yes. texted you i gotta go soon okay I
1: know. <laughs> Okay. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All righty. so you know what yes do you ha- do you have any um any um message and do you want to plug anything message to your fans you know like that where can they find you how can they reach out to you and you know what are they? Would they expect from Mister Miguel yeah. Trinidad from well, Chef Trinidad
3: to to everybody who's watching? It's a like, yes. follow me on Chef Miggs NYC on Instagram on Ninety Ninth Floor on Instagram and see what we're putting out. There's a lot of events that are going to come up post COVID. There's a restaurant uh, Dominican food that we that I'm working on. There's a lot of projects. Um, both online and offline that I'm working on. And I, I just want to thank everybody, you know, Filipino community and every community alike for the support that I have received, you know, cooking Filipino food and cooking other food. You know, thank you guys so much for having me on today. This was such yes, a great it's an honor.
0: I, thank you, thank you for representing and empowering Filipino food in New York yeah, City. Thank you because, so much you know, much. honestly, it's not really represented a lot, but I'm happy that you know there's Gipney and Maharlika and you
1: Aside know from Filip- that.
0: Filipino food, you know, I I know you believe that it's very underrated and we need more of it. You know, yes, that's and because are,
1: so. of and because of you, Miguel, Chef Miguel, like you put um Filipino food um into You know, into the map, special international cuisine on the map, especially in New York City. Because during that time, you know, Filipino food like they barely, you know, non Filipinos barely know Filipino food. But because of your, of your talent, of the the the, uh was it the you infuse Dominican and Filipino food into one. That's why that's why it's so special right now. Thank you.
3: I I, I did not do it alone. And, i know uh, i
1: mean of course and and we, we, with the help of thank your thank you for being part of it and yes yeah, and we'll be waiting for that
0: 99th floor, uh, floor invite thank yes, you we'll,
3: <laughs> Yes, yeah, sir. we will have it for you okay oh
1: my god yeah. thank you so much i'm so excited really <laughs> so much thank you so much ching yes. ching. thank you Ching ching. okay, okay so okay go we're, okay,
3: we're,
0: we're gonna do our obligate uh, obligatory uh toasting at the end uh every listening and as uh, a podcast and watching us right now in the Philippines, in the US, and all over the world. Thank you again. And of course, thank you, Chef Miguel Trinidad, for inspiring us and making us hungry. Now everybody has the munchies. I'm even if, uh, even I'm if you hungry. didn't do that. I'm yes, yes. <laughs> and again, guys, uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. This has been. Over okay. a glass or two. Hello. Thank you. Bye, Hello. Chef Miguel. Hello. Bye, Chef. Good night. Thank you so Monday. much. Thank you. Good night. Bye,
1: guys. Thank you for listening.
0: Bye.